We're partnering with NOCD to raise awareness about OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your partner or loved one. If you think you may be struggling with relationship OCD, there's hope. NOCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient OCD therapy. NOCD therapists are trained in exposure response prevention therapy, the gold standard treatment for OCD. With NOCD, you can do virtual, live, face-to-face video sessions with one of their licensed, specialty-trained therapists. It's affordable, and they accept most major insurance plans. Breaking the relationship OCD cycle takes effective treatment. To get started with NOCD, go to NOCD.com to book a free 15-minute call. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. Hi, friend. Hi. How are you? How are you? Okay. I'm really mad at Instacart driver right now, so I'm <laughs> not in the best mood, but that's fine. That is first world problems. I have my period, and I'm also <laughs> cranky. <laughs> I snorted. Mm. Um, so cute. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it snorts cute. I think guys love a snort. Do they? Mm-hmm. I get guys just like it when you laugh at their jokes. Yeah, that's true. So easily. Mm-hmm. So easy. Yeah, so easy. So easy. <laughs> Actually, I was listening to this TikTok because like where else do I get information? Um, and it was this um he was like um he's a relationship coach, but for women. Mm. I find interesting. Um, is it the same one that DM'd me and said, I'm so glad that you're my girlfriend? Because that was a relationship coach. No, that okay. was not him. Okay. Um, but he was doing a TikTok and it was really interesting because um, he was saying like when men go on dates, it's like they really started zero and they go from zero to a hundred. And when women go on dates, we start at a hundred and we're just like automatically sort of like you know, imagining all the good things that could happen. Mm, The possibilities. The possibilities. And men are basically acting like they don't even give a shit about you. So I feel like that kind of put things in perspective for me a little Mm. bit. Right? Yes and no. Yeah, I think it's true. I feel like they just, they start at zero, meaning they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't care if you live or die. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, I, I think they do that, but I'm saying I sort of do that, too. Sometimes. Sometimes you're excited. Yeah. Oh, no, being excited is something different, but, like, I think, like, I, like, let them grow. Mm-hmm. Maybe I start at 50. Instead of zero? Yeah. So I start at 50. Yeah. Okay. Does that track? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But that is a theory. That is an interesting concept. Like it's like they 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 don't care, and like women are hopeful, so they start at zero or a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like not that they don't care. It's more like that they're just sort of like, well, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and zero expectations, but we always start with all the expectations. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the you know the whole sex thing. It's yeah. like or it's hope. Hope. So the 100 is hope. The 100 is hope and then it decreases. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> oh man <laughs> or it gets or it just keeps growing yeah and the expectations are very high hmm. I don't know I think it's good to have hope though yeah I think everybody should have hope because if you don't have hope then like what are you living gonna for be, well I think it's gonna be hard to date if you don't have some sort of hope yeah like being pessimistic is like so like if you're all your thoughts are only negative and like you're pessimistic like yeah it's so sad i know like then everything's gonna turn like out badly that's that's why i feel like i have to take like breaks yeah because i start to get really pessimistic Mm -hmm. well you've found that boundary yeah, I'm off my break. Took a long break. I'm but back, she's back, baby. Back on the abs. Back on them. Well, let us know how it goes. <laughs> we'll let you know. If anything interesting happens. Yes. Speaking of hope, you know who has a lot of hope? Who? Is a hopeless romantic. Who? Our guest today, Maddie Drasbeck. She's a content creator and podcast host. Her podcast is called Emotionally Online, and she talks about her life, like everything. Anything that's popping in her head, she's talking about. And I love that. She's been online since she was 13, like doing YouTube. So yeah. I feel like she's a great oversharer. Yeah, in a in a good way. But in she's got way. like good boundaries to it, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Learning, learning as you go. Mm-hmm. So we're excited for you guys to hear our conversation with her. Hi, Maddie. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I thought like it's such a mood in your place. I like want to be transported. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> the vibes have been curated. They really have. They really have. They're so much better than my vibes because in the back of me, you just see Matt from Cage Elephant's crotch in yeah. a dress. I love it. I like don't really think about that until we start recording and I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have like pottery barn curtains so it's basically being in a nursery over here <laughs> you got the gen z glow going so we love it mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you man so tell us a little bit about yourself like where you are and your thing are you asking yeah. for an asl yeah <laughs> this is aol 1999 <laughs> i love it so i I'm based in Brooklyn. Um, I've been doing YouTube videos for 13 years now. Um, so it's time. been like half my life. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, that's always been like my main thing. And then I started a podcast last year called Emotionally Online. And I just talk a lot about sex, dating, and plus size fashion, life in your 20s in New York um any anything that's on my heart and mind that week really (laughs) there's little to no um nothing I won't talk about on the podcast (laughs) okay (laughs) I know I was saying that I was listening to a bunch of it today I mean I've always seen your clips and stuff and I'm like oh my god she's so funny um and then I was listening to podcasts today and I was listening to like an emotional one so I feel like I've seen all the sides yeah, we we get a range of emotions going on. <laughs> also, also, you love Love Island. I love Love Island. <laughs> so do we. UK, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. US is like it doesn't even exist to me. I know. It only had one good season. I feel. I I think I've seen like two episodes total of Love Island US. 
I liked this season with um Nerese and now I can't remember who the guy was because he was a dick, but um that season was my favorite. And now that did you see they're gonna have Love Island games? It already yeah. started. It's I know it started. Already. I'm so excited about it. So I guess I have what I'm gonna do later <laughs> is <Yeah>. watch <laughs> the first few episodes. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, we're big Love Island fans and we often get distracted and talk about it. there's so much to say i mean especially when a season is airing and you've got like hours every day to talk about it's hard not to i know i need it to be summer already because i need a new season to give me life don't they have in february do the winter season's coming okay yeah okay okay that that'll help but the winter season is always like not as good for some reason but this year they're doing an all-star season for i know winter. so yeah. it's gonna be so good it's gonna be really good i want to know who's gonna be on it do you know i have no idea oh i didn't know if you had some insider information i wish <laughs> i I, I'm, I literally i want to know someone that works on the crew so badly i'm right i'm going to spain <gasps> next june and i'm like i need somebody to like mother daughter you know mother takes daughter to work day me to the set in Love Island when I'm in Mallorca because I need to know what's going on in there. Well, do you know what would be the best would be you having a slumber party at the villa? In the villa, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be in the corner. The- I won't bother anyone. <laughs> yeah, because your podcast, that's like the vibes, right? It's like sleepover yeah. vibes. I love that. Definitely. That's why I brought my blanket today. <laughs> Should I put on a blanket? Yeah. Okay. I'm just it's always blanket couch. hours. Okay. Yeah. We can blanket, I have a blanket too. Great. I also have my period, so I'm just like, I need to be comps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Comsies. Anyway, so like, what's your dating history? Let's start Let's from just the jump beginning. in. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So I have been dating. I've lived in New York for eight years now, and I've been dating in New York the entire time. That I've lived here. I've never been in a long-term relationship. It's just been a lot of short-term, let's see what this is, let's see what's going to happen sort of mm-hmm. situations that never really amount um, to anything. I haven't quite met uh, the right person for me just yet, but um, have definitely have a lot of uh, interesting and fun and also discouraging dating experiences within the New York dating scene. So it's been an interesting eight years. I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, like, well, I guess you've only dated in New York, right? I was going to say, can you compare it to something else? But probably not. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I I never dated in high school. I, 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 I had my first kiss after high school. So it was really just like college onwards has been my like uh, experiences in dating. I had my first kiss this summer after high school. So I'm on par with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like we talk about how like just casually dating and sometimes situationships are just as emotionally, you're just as emotionally invested into like a full-blown relationship. They are relationships. Yeah. I get so mad about this. They are relationships. I, I get fired up too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's fucking bullshit. Just yeah. because you say you don't want commitment doesn't mean that it's any less of a relationship. Like, yeah. it's still a relationship. Yeah, definitely. 
makes me, it pisses me off. And then I feel like it makes people feel weird when they haven't had like something where like they put a relationship label mm-hmm. on it. When you yeah. have had a lot of like, you know, I don't know, like you have had relationships. Yeah. They're just not what we exclusive relationships but things have totally. changed so much evolved from like our parents day and age or my grand our grandparents where they were like saying like oh you're courting now we just say like you're in a talking stage it's like yeah. it's literally quite the same thing are you quoting yeah. southern charm right yes, now? yes i am they- <laughs> you watch that no. no they literally just had a conversation olivia's parents and grandparents <laughs> talking about courting and shit and like <laughs> it's so true though it's so true yeah it, it is true <laughs> like, it's a lot more work like now casually dating but they still called it a relationship you know mm-hmm. until like i don't know because that's what dating is yeah like i think it, it, someone it always bothers me when people will try to um, like diminish my experiences because I haven't had a long-term relationship mm-hmm. because it's like, it's, I have been open to one and like hopeful to meet someone that I want to do that with for years. And I just haven't met the right person to do that with. And I think that like, it's just funny to me how some people would rather you have a like do, have a long-term relationship just to say you've had a long-term relationship yeah. rather than like waiting for something that's right for you cuz i listen i could have been in a long-term relationship years ago if i wanted to just you know be with anybody mm-hmm. and it kind of bothers me that people would take me more seriously or respect me more if I did do that, even though those relationships would have been so not right for me and would have caused me so much more pain in the long run. Right. Like what is, what's wrong with like knowing that something's like not going to work for you long-term. But then we're picky. We're too picky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always something it's like, your standards are too high they're too this they're too that I think people just like want a reason to yell at um (laughs) women that know what they want (laughs) yeah yeah you're so right I mean I I sometimes even do it to friends where I'll be like oh maybe you should have like just one more date isn't that like should you just try (laughs) one more time I feel like the older I get the more I'm like just trust your fucking gut you know yeah um if it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right Totally. I think the the other part of it for me is like, there have been people that I would have loved to explore that with, but it's like, there's so many factors that have to fall into place or just because I'm ready for something or I'm ready to take that step doesn't mean the other person is. I think Mm -hmm. that like finding someone who's emotionally available in New York feels like such an impossible task i can't emphasize enough how difficult it is. it's yeah. difficult here too i think yeah. every it was difficult where. in florida when i was there <laughs> and i'm extremely attracted to unemotionally available mm-hmm. men um yeah. so yeah <laughs> they Which, like flock from the many experts we've talked to might be our own issues yes <laughs> <laughs> um that we keep attracting those people might be the mm-hmm. it might be our problem <laughs> we might be the problem <laughs> oh man 
Uh, okay, so has there been any like, I don't know, would you say like a significant relationship or situationship that you feel like has like, a, I don't know, helped you grow? Like Definitely. That, yeah. Yeah, plenty. I, I think that there's definitely a few that stand out to me. Um, I, I think it was, I guess we're, we're going on, uh, two years since it ended three years since it started for, I did a year of no dating. Mm, okay. And, um, that year was sort of brought on by someone that I was seeing at the end of the year before, um, where I, I think that connection was one that just made me realize how, uh, throughout my early dating experiences, I was like told over and over again, or I felt that I learned over and over again, that I was too much, mm -hmm. that I was too emotional, that like, I felt like every time I would go out with someone and I would like, looking back now, it's like, I would naturally am developing an emotional investment in the people that I'm getting to know. But I was always made to feel like such a burden for that. Like, mm. we'll keep it casual, keep it this, like, oh, we're just having fun, seeing where things go. And I'm like, well, how long are we going to do that for? Because right. I'm, you know, like, I'm progressing here and I'm now being made to feel like I'm like too much for progressing in the relationship when really like I'm, this is totally normal. What I'm feeling is totally normal. And right. I'm now being made to feel like I'm too much for that. And I think I reached a point where I realized like how those kinds of relationships and messages over time had just been like drilled into me so much that I didn't feel that I was able to show up as my full self in dating anymore. I mm. felt like I was trying to shrink myself constantly to make myself more palatable to the people that I was dating. I was afraid to say what I wanted or tell them how I was feeling out of like fear of having another thing to hold. I always used to like say to my friends around that time that like I couldn't deal with another heartbreak or another mm -hmm. thing not working because it just, it felt too heavy. Yeah. And I think I always, at that time, I was absolutely blaming myself and was like, I just feel too much for mm -hmm. everyone. And so that like last relationship where I felt like the too muchness was on full effect 24 seven. I felt like such a burden for saying how I felt and, um, was eventually something that I walked away from and was like, I need to take a step back here and like figure out how I'm feeling. I want to go back to therapy. I want to work through all of what I'm feeling right now yeah. because I don't, I don't think, I think I just have internalized a lot of shit that I shouldn't have. And I wanted to get realigned with what I wanted out of dating um, and also just get better at speaking up for yeah. myself. Man, that's such like a hard thing to do. So powerful too. To intentionally yeah, it, do it is yeah. even more powerful. I feel like a lot of people do it unintentionally. Like mm -hmm. they take breaks, you know, like very long, like breaks, like years, but it's mm -hmm. not like they're not actively saying, you know what? No, I'm going to take a break a year for myself. It's like, it just turns into that. So for you to, to you know, state, I'm going to take a year from dating and work on myself is huge. Yeah. It was like, looking back now, I mean, it was like the best year ever. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I had such a great time. Um, dating and yourself. I, 
Yeah, it was honestly, it was the best choice that I could have made at that time. And I do feel like my dating experiences over the last, you know, almost two years that have followed that have been a lot more positive and feel a lot more in alignment with who I am and what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel a lot less concerned now with being, you know, the most palatable, easy to digest person on earth. (laughs) How did you like, I mean, going to therapy, obviously, but was there any other like thing that you did to sort of like, I don't know, get in tune with who you are again? It was, I mean, I will put a heavy emphasis on therapy with that one I think like that definitely was the biggest thing um I'm also in like regular practice with journaling and meditation and um I I love my alone time Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that year I think is also just like I always spend a lot of alone time by myself but when I'm dating and when I'm thinking about someone it's like it's always a thought that's like just ping ponging off the side of my brain. Mm. So to have a year of my life where those thoughts were just gone and my alone time was like, I was thinking about uh, creative projects. I was thinking about things that I wanted to do by myself, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, trips I wanted to plan with my friends. Uh, During this year, I planned a solo trip to Paris. Like, I feel like I had so much more mental space to really think about me the time that I would have spent thinking about what someone else is feeling how to make someone else feel good and special now that was my time to figure out how to make myself feel special Mm -hmm. and so in a lot of ways I just feel like it was like the freed up mental space of being like there is nobody that I'm like trying to impress or trying to you know build something with it is just me this year that matters and no crush yeah nothing right and it was wonderful I think like I did it unintentionally I did not like sit down and like I think what Nikki was referring to is probably me um no me too I'm technically (laughs) haven't dated I mean yeah over I feel like yours is a little more intentional though no I think so just because I'm like pariah on the internet that's why I'm like doing it uh so it wasn't like intentionally like I'm like oh I'm gonna take a year it's like yeah oh well it's about to be two years since I've had sex it's about to you know like it's mm-hmm. not like it's it was like intentional working on myself but like not a strict yeah I'm gonna not date for you know where it kind of just like snowballed or something yeah yeah for me it was definitely like definitely not intentional but that I like for three years but I think it's like at the end of it I was like I just kind of like wish I had a crush you know like you start to miss it and I yeah. feel like that's when you know like okay maybe it's time to start this process again mm-hmm. because if you like don't have the inclination then like I don't think that you need to be like pushing yeah you know totally yeah I feel like when you said um that you you know you told your friends that if another thing didn't work out you didn't think you can emotionally handle it like I feel like Alex has told me that verbatim Mm -hmm. after like multiple like dating multiple people or whatever and that just like the snowball of like nothing good happening Mm -hmm. she was like I I got it I can't Yeah, yeah because if you like if I have to like go on one more bad date, it's going to be the thing that breaks the camel's back, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Um, And I like, yeah, sometimes you just can't handle that. Like it's, yeah, especially because I mean, 
I like I said, I listened to your podcast today. I'm I feel like we're similar in the sense that like I'm I am like a romantic. I really like want to be in a like romantic relationship and to not have that to like have that bubble burst like that over and over again is really like disheartening and especially for someone who is like this I want to say hopeless romantic but you know like uh who craves that kind of like affection and love like I just want to still believe that it's there and I feel like you know it's like if it pops one more time I'm gonna stop believing at some point Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel that way yeah totally I I always used to feel like after each thing that didn't work, I would have like such an intense emotional reaction that I almost sometimes felt embarrassed about. Only mm. like my closest friends would ever see it. But I always felt like I had to explain to them that I was like, I'm not crying because this thing didn't work out. I'm crying because of all the things that didn't work mm. out. And now this is like one more. And it's hard to not let that get inside your head and try mm-hmm. to teach you something about your worthiness or like ability to be loved at large. Um, And I think that's still something that I will have moments where a feeling like that will pop up and I'll have to work through that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that like ever really goes away, even if you're in a relationship, you know, Yeah, and in a committed, great relationship. I mean, cause like sometimes those things, it's not like someone's going to hear us right I think like that's sometimes what we think when we're like looking for this other half of the puzzle or whatever um is like that once you're with them you're just gonna be like oh cured I'm happy all the time now but that's like not how it works you still have to work at like you and you still have to work at the relationship and all that stuff so um like getting to know yourself the way you did for that full year is like so instrumental in like getting into a relationship where you are happy and can be there for each other and like not fall into those patterns a lot but I think like you still do I don't think it's like you stop being like having doubts about yourself or someone else just because you get into get married yeah <laughs> you know definitely so Alex was telling me how like hopeful and optimistic you are about mm-hmm. dating did that year help like you become optimistic have or have you always just been like super optimistic about dating yeah I think I've just always been that this way I I, I've been saying that I feel like I was born with hard eyes like I Mm. just I feel like I've always believed in love I had like great relationships to admire growing up which I think helped a lot Mm -hmm. um just seeing my parents and my grandparents and the way that they treated each other so that definitely played like a huge part in why I have been a hopeless romantic my whole life. Um, and, and I think what I say now, the older that I've gotten and the more like negative experiences that I've had in dating, it feels like the reason why I have this like unshakable optimism with it all is because it feels ridiculous to assume that I'm the only person that loves like this or it almost feels like uh like self-centered to believe that I'm the only person that has a heart like this so it's like it feels more realistic and better to believe that there's so many people out there that feel the way that I do that love the way that I do and I can just use myself as proof that love is out there because I'm out there Mm. that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah I 
love that. <laughs> you love love. I do love love. You write? No. Do you write poetry? I do. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> do you want someone to write poetry for you? Would that be like a vibe? Oh. That would. would it would. I don't even know how I would react. It would be the sweetest thing on planet okay. Earth. You would like, like okay. I would, I would cry for sure. <laughs> if a guy like wrote you a song or played the like guitar in front of you and sang to you, would you love that? It depends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think like if it was someone I'd been dating for a while and they were ridiculously talented and this was like an original song that I genuinely thought was good. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if but it was poetry, like Harry Styles. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poetry to me almost feels easier because it's like it's just the words that you have mm-hmm. to get right. Singing is like you got the words. You also have to be good at what you're doing, mm-hmm. and also you need to like wait a certain amount of time before doing a grand gesture like that, so that yeah. it won't be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it would. Uh, singing just immediately gives me the no. egg. like I don't think I could do it I had like an ex who would like play guitar like in the back like never to me but like he'd be like playing in the background like you know like we'd be doing two different things loved that but if I ever had to look into his eyes while he played to me I would be like no thank you <laughs> I'd be like I'm embarrassed for both of us I unless he was Harry Styles like, or like you 100%. know if it was Jack Antonoff Okay, I lied. Yeah. If it was Jack Antonoff playing to me, I'd be fine. With I think it. there's at least ten people that would be on a list for you that you would say yes to. Yeah, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. My list would be like very short. I but just... a random boy? No, thank you. Yeah, no. no. Good no. on that. <laughs> he like lives in Wrigleyville and he just like plays guitar. <laughs> <laughs> What's the equivalent of Wrigleyville in um? uh like midtown east okay midtown area yeah and like like, river north here is like probably the financial district there like right or no yeah i guess i don't people don't really go out in the financial district i know but that's but like all the finance pros live in river i used to live in new york but only for two years so i feel like i don't know as much anymore (laughs) i used to be cool (laughs) maybe brooklyn 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 would be like bucktown Mm-hmm. area wicker logan logan all those together yeah. okay okay i saw actually i'll find a list but someone made it like a whole like put chicago in new york oh and then put new york in chicago to like give people an idea of like what neighborhoods are what, what like we're dealing with mm-hmm. what kind of guy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what I mean, kind of bro the guys are awful here they just are seemingly nice yeah, like Less they nice, come off, yeah. they come off as nice, and mm-hmm, then yeah. you're like, oh, you're still an asshole. Like you're still gonna yeah, ghost me. You're stealth, still gonna do all those. They're things. stealth assholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the Midwest nice thing. Yeah, yeah. They like can't be mean to you. So it's like I think worse ghosting maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think everyone's just ghosting so much now. Makes me sad. What is your what opinion if, on ghosting? Yeah. Actually, because Nikki and I have very we have opposing. different. Yeah. So of when I it's always, appropriate and when it's not. Okay. I love this topic because to me, I think like my definition of ghosting starts after date two. I think okay. if you ghost 
ghost after a first date, that's not even ghosting to me. And if you like ghost on a dating app, that's also not ghosting to me because I feel like there's not enough of a connection established for it to be like, we owed each other a conversation. Once you make it to date two though, and you've now agreed to hang out with each other in person twice after that point, I think a conversation is owed. If if someone's put their mouth on genitalia or something like i feel like oh also 100%. You're owed something definitely i think if there's any like sexual exchange then for sure there's a conversation because that then we've escalated past like if we end date one by hooking up that like that is day two yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you. we've moved on to like a, the second course here so that counts <laughs> as the second the round second <laughs> But I think if it's just, you just have two fine dates and on the second date, you're like, okay, this is like, you can both tell it's not the vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need it. I don't. And you haven't talked like texted each other in a week. I don't think on day seven, you should randomly, they should randomly send a a text. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it, it appears that like you're both sort of fading out, then it's like, just let it, if you haven't spoken for a week, then somebody sending a sorry i'm not interested text is a little strange rude. it's a little rude <laughs> like you think that like it would be one thing if somebody was interested and they were sending a text after not speaking for seven days being like hey do you want to go out again but to yeah be like we haven't spoken for seven days and then you were like by the way i'm not interested it's like okay <laughs> they're just trying I to get the upper hands like just leave it be <laughs> yeah oh man I like it. I like being told no. I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> because you don't want your mind to wander. Yeah. And I I just like knowing. I yeah. just would rather know. See, I send it's I, closure like, to me. I have a rule. Like it's like if I send if I send a text and they don't respond, I'll like send a text of a completely different subject like later. And if they don't respond to that, that's my closure. I'm moving on. I just like a, I like a literal nail in a coffin. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has said that they don't like each other. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, because I also, I feel like unless that happens, they usually come back. They do. They do. <laughs> Sometimes they even come back even though they told you no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely happened to me. <laughs> so. I hate a looper, and I've let I let them come back multiple times too, and I don't even like them. I'm a I'm really bad at looping. Mm-hmm. You let you reach out. You're yeah, because sometimes I just want to fuck. Uh... <laughs> so real. No, that's I've that's the only time I loop too. <laughs> but then they like then all of a sudden we're back to dating for a few. We're weeks back to and dating, then, and, and then, then they ghost me again, and then they ghost again, and you're like fuck. <laughs> How did I get looped into that part of it, though? <laughs> don't loop me back into that. Just I don't loop want me feelings. I just loop, loop me back into the roster, but don't loop me back into sushi. You know, like <laughs> don't don't do it. What are your thoughts on casual sex? Are you like somebody who has a roster, or like you only have sex when you have feelings? So I definitely used to be, but I think I've just learned that I it sex like triggers such an intense emotional attachment for me that there's no way that I could enjoy casual sex at this stage <laughs> in life like I just feel like it's I'm not built for it emotionally 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've had, I like this time off has given me like clarity on it. I think I'm down for like a one night stands casual sex, like where I don't like, don't know their name. I've had some <laughs> yeah. like really good hookups that way. But it's if I go on a first date or a second date and then I have sex with you and then you ghost me or I never hear from you again, that's really hurtful to me. So yeah. I've like, I can't do that anymore. But like if it just, you know, a night out happens. Yeah. And I, I don't want to know your name. Then we could, <laughs> then we can move on from, I can do that. But I've decided yeah. I don't think I can just like have random like sex on a first date anymore. Yeah. I think you like for me it just has to be laid out. So it just needs yeah. to be better mm-hmm. at laying it out. Like communicating what's happening. Yeah, like literally from the very beginning. But I think that's really hard for men especially, um, because they don't know what they it feels like they don't know what they want. Maybe they do and they're just like not actually communicating it, but I don't know. That's how it feels anyway to me. But do you I also only date men. Yeah. I mean, I've only like, so I'm, I recently came out as bi and my, like, I haven't gone on an actual date with a woman. I've had makeouts in a bar kind of thing. And like, we've set up dates and then they're like, oh, I can't do that anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I like, I don't know. I think just dating all around is shitty. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely. too many options, too many things. I think the options yeah. is such a problem. Yeah. Have you, do you only online date or do you try to find people in the wild or like at dating, like dating events and stuff? So that's been sort of like my mission this year. I did go to a speed dating event earlier this year that was super fun. Um, I am on Hinge, but I will often delete the app. Like I deleted it for the entire summer. Uh, I've, I've definitely taken to DMing people on Instagram. Oh, That's yeah. probably yeah. my my primary way of flirting okay. at this point. Um, have you gone so on dates? Know. Wait, have you gone on Instagram dates yet? Yes. You have? And they've like gone I actually, well? I have one scheduled for tomorrow, actually. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, they've been fun. And like, are these people who slide into your DMs first or you're sliding into theirs? It's usually me. I feel like most of the time when people DM me, I'm always like a little, I'm like, how'd you get here? Yeah. I'm like, how did you find my page? Only the girls are supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Who invited you? (laughs) So I'm always like a little suspicious when men DM me. So I prefer to DM them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never de- slid into anybody's DMs. I don't think I have either. They always actually. like DM me first. Like there's a couple guys that follow me that I'll like flirt with because I How- think they're cute. But like most mm. of the time I get an ick. I have a lot of questions about this actually. How are you finding them? And um, like, yeah, how are you just finding them? I don't know if I follow any men. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Usually it's like I will... Maybe I've seen, if they're another creator, I've seen clips of them pop up on TikTok Mm -hmm. or on Instagram. And after a while, I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Like, I wonder (laughs) if if they're into big girls. I wonder what's going on. And I'll just like, you know, I'll like a bunch of their posts. I'll send them a DM and see what happens. (laughs) 
Oh my god. What gosh. do you say when you DM them? Just like, hey, like Yeah, usually I'll comment on like something they've posted recently or look at like yeah. their Instagram stories, what's like the most current. Mm-hmm. Um, and just find something flirty to say. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like you should try this, Nikki. Maybe. But like, maybe that'll get you back into the game. There's not a lot of people here in Chicago that like Barstool I, Sports. I know. <laughs> Which I do love them. Um, uh, I was actually uh, at a bar with Scott Darling, who's like an intern, and yeah. like he was a Blackhawks player, and he's dating one of our friends. Yeah, I was just and, gonna say. Yeah, we were all. To- yeah, we were all together, and like work somehow him and I started doing bits and he's like you need to start doing improv and he's like we should get you out I was like no like yeah I forgot do you have improv he does stand up and I was like he's like I was like do you have any friends though like let's talk about your friends and nothing Nothing. yeah I don't know Mm -hmm. how to slide like there's no like I all the boys I like seem to like are like in Denver New York or like Philly there's this really cute tattoo artist in Philly just one person in Philly, so you've decided you like people in Philly. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yep. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> likes all of Philly because of one all guy of in Philly. Philly. <laughs> <laughs> all of Philly, just because of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, there's got to be guys here, like Second City, like no. Canadian. Nah. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. no, it's like always like there's all the creative. Like I get so many DMs from creative directors or like creative people in New York those guys hmm. interesting it, it is near my astro cartography line is or it? i do have a line there yeah maybe you should go hang out with manny maybe it's <laughs> on in brooklyn go to have Rock you heard Abola. of astro cartography we talk about this like way too much i feel like yeah i've heard of it before i've never you know tried you to should, see what what my look. deal it's is really it's really cool well, Ray and Lingus moved to New York because of it. So, like, yeah. we're not I the only that. ones crazy about it. <laughs> Basically, mine says I should be in California. So, um, yeah. Interesting. Should, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one. My, I have a, our work lines are in California. Yeah. So, like, maybe, I like, LA like... would be, like, the place to be. But I, yeah. I don't, I, I really don't like yeah. LA. <laughs> I have lines here in Chicago, like, right out here, New York mm-hmm. and LA. And then, like, Maine interesting and mine was like really um like new york was not a vibe for me like on my Mm -hmm. cartology like whatever and so that made me feel better about like it not working yeah (laughs) see that's also why i don't want to look because i'm like i don't want to leave new york ever i've like decided (laughs) this is where i want to be so it would actually it would get inside my head to learn that like new york wasn't it probably means New York is right, though. If you feel it's right, then you like. I felt like I, it was wrong. Okay, and I maybe I will look. Made then. me feel better that it was confirmed that it was. <laughs> yeah, because in my heart, I thought it was supposed to be there, but it just like wasn't a vibe for me. Yeah, you know, but Chicago was good. Mm-hmm. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose Chicago of our career, so. I think it means because and not because of my line, but just be it like confirmed when I found that out. Yeah. So goodbye. When you sorry, we just keep talking about ourselves. Yeah. Sorry. No, I love it. I'm living. Self centered. It's fine. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, So where are you at with dating right now? Like, do she's going on a date date tomorrow? Tomorrow. Are there any other fun dates that you've had? 
I honestly have not gone on a date in six months. So this is going to be my first date in quite a while. I've just, I had, uh, I was calling it like the summer of flirty friendships. I felt Mm -hmm. like I just spent my summer making new friends and flirting with those friends. Okay. So that was all it was. It was just like a fun little flirty summer. I had my fun crushes and now I'm like, Okay, let's go go start dating again. Yeah, I'm ready to. Season. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love that. It is I'm... cuffing season. Time for I Christmas know. dates. Do you do Christmas dates? I love Christmas dates. I've never done any like Christmas themed dates. So fun. You've never acted like you were in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> no, I actually think that that would. Like that would up my attachment similarly to what okay. sex would do. Okay. Up my okay. <laughs> so Drinking no hot dates. chocolate cannot happen. Yeah. No, listen. <laughs> Wait, did you see that list of like the 28 first dates like that they girls should never do, go on? Yeah. Like, what did you think about that? I thought that what they did to the Cheesecake Factory was just the meanest thing that anyone could have ever done to the Cheesecake Factory. No fucking kidding, right? I love Cheesecake Factory. It's, I don't like Cheesecake Factory. They've got some... Whoa! I've never been, though. I've no. never been. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa! What? First of all, how did that... We had a whole fucking episode about this. I in told this you. Ne- I told you. Rewind the tapes. I told you the menu is too <laughs> overwhelming for me. You that's all you said. You didn't say you've never been there. I've never been. The the menu's too overwhelming. There's too many options. My brain is exploding. But they give you the the really great bread while you look at the menu. It makes it all okay. Nikki, I'm we're going to ch- fucking cheesecake. We're gonna do an episode at the cheesecake factory. <laughs> yeah, now. You should. For Patreon, uh, we can do it. Um, I would have uh, to. I'm gonna have decision paralysis. I'm gonna be like, whatever you want, Alex. That's what we'll be. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm sorry. I, I, I really. I didn't right know this now. was. <laughs> I didn't know this was new. But someone not been to the Cheesecake Factory. Every mall in America has one. We didn't get one until t- in Tampa until like I was. 18 i'm sorry where were you eating and then every other chain <laughs> i tried <laughs> and then when i worked at that mall i walked by and i saw the menu and i was like that's too much that's too much for me i feel like literally in high school we would like dress up to go to the cheesecake factory it no. was like an excursion yeah. you would like wear yeah. your fanciest garb that's like <laughs> we would go mm-hmm. to the melting pot for that Okay. okay. Melting pot's like, like fancier. Pot I know. You know, fondue. Like Love it. Expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. fancy. But right. it was really rude of what they did to Chili's. <laughs> yeah. I honestly I would eat at most of those chain restaurants on a first date, so would I. Date, third date, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, do I just not have standards? But I <laughs> I think <laughs> a guy messaged me, he's like, So what do you do on a first date then? he's no. like i was like this isn't my list bro like i didn't like <laughs> i didn't choose this like i reposted and said that we talked about this i didn't say like this is my list yeah, yeah. it was so funny when I-, I talked about it on my podcast last week and we were my friend and i when we were going through it we were so distracted by like so who's the source for this like who yeah, us too. Us too. 
It was like, because I just, I don't know anybody that was like, this is a great list. It was like, everybody was like, this is absurd. So now I'm like, I need them to actually do like a well-versed survey on this. Because I'm interested in what the people at large would say. But clearly this is a small sample size we were working with. We're like, where are they located? Yeah. We want to like yeah because they were like every chain restaurant was on there <laughs> i feel yeah. like they have to be in a big city or like la like they have Maybe. to be somewhere that's like pretty uppity i don't know i thought you know what i thought was funny is like a bunch of brands that weren't on the list were like in the comment section mm-hmm. being like we made <laughs> we made it <laughs> thank god we're not on the list like shake shack was like thank god <laughs> <laughs> What's like, your actually if someone asked me to go to Shake Shack on a first date, I'd probably say nah. 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 No, I like to eat that in the comfort to... of my own home. Uh-huh. <laughs> if they were like, do you want to like get Shake Shack and go to the park and like go sit or do something mm-hmm. like then I would be Cute. down. But it's like, yeah. are we gonna go sit at a Shake yeah. Shack? I don't right. do that. Yeah. Right. Every- <laughs> everything was so like circumstantial we're like wait but did we talk about like how we want to try all the sauces yeah. at mcdonald's with chicken nuggets okay fun. yeah you know? like that would be a fun date actually if someone was like do you want to try every single sauce with every single kind of like chicken nugget ever <laughs> like yes yes 100 <laughs> that's my dream date you just described <laughs> any date starts with chicken fingers i'm in <laughs> What's your go-to first date, though? Like, what do you usually do? I'm a wine bar girl. Mm. So there is a wine bar in my neighborhood that has, like, the sexiest red lighting throughout the whole place. And it's just, like, the cutest, uh, very intimate little spot. It just feels very romantic to me. The vibes are right. So I love taking people there on a first date. Also, you take, there's a you bar that you have a first date spot. All right, yeah, I've got a few. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like that wine bar, and then there's a cocktail bar one block away, which I really like more for second dates, but also for first dates if it's going well. Mm, go to the do, wine do bar the spot move. first. If it's going well, go for like a nightcap at the cocktail bar because they have circle booths, so you oh. can sit close to each other and have like a little bit more of a touchy feely moment. Which like, I love. Like the bartenders and like servers know you now? I don't date often enough okay. for that to be a thing. Okay. But who knows? It's not too late. <laughs> like I Maybe this to... year. <laughs> 2024 <laughs> goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever run into an old date there? No, thank God. Okay. That's happened to me like when I had a first date spot and I had to like stop. Oh, wild. Yeah. No. Because they like, were walk- on a date there. I was like, oh, we got the same date spot. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah. No, no, no. I've never, I've like walked past people that I've dated just around my neighborhood, but I've never like yeah. run into them in a place where I would have needed to talk to them or a place where it was like, I can't believe we're both here right now. <laughs> well, speaking of neighborhoods, do you have a, um, like a radius, like a mile radius of somebody you'll date? Uh, I, I have usually on dating app, I have it set very small. Mm-hmm. So I really would mostly prefer to date people either in my neighborhood or in the neighborhoods that touch my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Once like, we're past that. Basically need to that, be in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like Bushwick, Williamsburg, Bed-Stuy. That's really what I'm working with. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay. a li- it's a little bit easier, like, if you're just staying in your borough. Yeah. But, like, in Chicago, it's a little bit easier to date travel yeah in neighborhoods but i feel like once you're past like six miles it's too far relationship. if it's gonna take me 45 minutes to get to your house well and and with traffic right now because of the construction no thank you wild there's so many um stops or exits that aren't open anymore and so it's like really hard (laughs) to get around it's a Chicago issue right now. <laughs> I'm like, can you just be down the block? That would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be ideal. But then it's like when you are dating people that live so close, the odds of running into them become so much higher. Mm-hmm. You no, know? it does become an issue. Yeah, I've only I wouldn't like when I was in college. I wouldn't date any or like hook up with anyone who was in my grade because it would make me so uncomfortable to think that I would have to see them at the um, cafeteria and our class size of like every, there's like only a thousand in each class. So like, there's no way I wouldn't be seeing you all over the place. I don't ever mm-hmm. want to see you again. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really limited who I could hook up with for sure. Just in college. In college. Yeah. Now you you love a long distance now. That's also probably a problem that comes <laughs> from stems from this issue. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment issues. All related. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming and chatting with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So where can people find you? So I am at Maddie Drosbeck on YouTube, on Instagram, and my podcast is called Emotionally Online. You can definitely listen on Spotify where I binged listen today for three hours. Oh my gosh. Well, go take a listen to our podcast and make sure you follow her online. And we say goodbye together. Do you want to say bye with us? Absolutely. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.